everybody, and welcome to Fake Headlines Podcast, episode number 55. Hello, welcome. Hey. Hey. Good to be here. Sure is. After a nice series of days off. Yeah, but you guys don't know that because this is just a new week of podcasting. Yeah, but you probably thought to yourself, boy, they sound awfully extra chipper. And we are. And it's because we've had five glorious days of doing whatever the hell we wanted. And sleeping. A lot of it was sleeping. A lot of it was eating. A lot of it was adventuring. A lot of adventures we went on this past yeah. few days. Yeah. Yeah. It kicked off on Friday. We uh, took the drive down to Jamestown, New York, and took my mom to the National Comedy Center. And that was a delight. And also the uh, Lucy Desi Arnaz Museum that's also in Jamestown. Yep. Both ja- of them. Jamestown, New York being the home of Lucille Ball, the childhood home. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had a fun day with my mom, taking her to the different exhibits there. And it was a great time. Yeah, we it was a it was a full day of adventuring, and then we went and we had a slumber party. Yeah, over at Mom's. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, you know, but backing up just for a moment back to the National Comedy Center, we'd been there. Oh, yeah. once before. Uh, Tiffany and I are members of the Comedy Center, uh, which allows us to go whenever we want, which is a nice perk. Yeah, and uh, we live well, about an hour and a half or so away from the from the center, so it makes a an easy trip for us. But uh, while we were there, we caught one thing that we did not see the last time we were there, and that was the Jim Gaffigan hologram show. Yeah, we yeah, because last time we were there, I think we, I don't know, I don't know what our thought process was, but we're like maybe we'll come back to it. But then we didn't. Yeah, uh, there was so much to see. Yeah, and uh, so this time, yeah, we caught it, and it it's super weird. It's like the if you've never seen a hologram in real life, it's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like that thing in the 90s where you'd stare at a picture for a really long time and then suddenly uh, certain like swimming dolphins are supposed to appear. It's kind of like that, like that sort of trippiness to it. Except you don't have to stare. It just kind of appears before your eyes. It just happens. Although I did see a school of dolphins jump by. Is that, was I doing something wrong? I think you were staring into Jim's eyes too Uh. long. It was really bizarre to 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 watch him move around on stage because mm-hmm. it's I mean it's clearly not a real person up there, but it's also clearly not anything your eyes have ever gazed upon in real life before either. And then when he when he showed his uh, like older version of of himself because he he does this thing where he kind of shows how he progressed through comedy, and so there's a clip of him um, back in his early days of comedy and. Uh, it's like slightly out of focus because it's not HD, you know right. what I mean? So it's... They somehow hologramified this old 90s footage of Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. And it's creepy AF. Yeah, so it's slightly weird. And then he comes in as in his modern day self and yeah, it's cool. It's it's just a 12 minute little thing. Yeah. And you sit in this big uh, theater that's there. Well, not big. It's, I don't know. It seats probably 60 people. Yeah. That's pretty big. Yeah. For me. Yeah. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. And also some other, there's a lot of interactive stuff there too that we didn't get to do last time. So one of the things Tiffany and I did is there's a section where you can insert yourself into like famous comedy scenes from movies and TV shows. So Tiffany and I injected ourselves into the snl sweaty ball sketch we did while your mom watched well mom which is a little weird <laughs> she laughed she had a good time <laughs> i think the, the best part of the trip though is there is a bench there that when you sit down on it creates a fart sound 
Yeah. And we did not warn my mom of this ahead of time. No. And we got her to sit down on she it. She legitimately thought I farted. <laughs> well, you do fart quite a bit, Tiffany. I do not. You're like, you, She's never heard me fart. You're probably correct. I know. You're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was really fun to watch the surprise in her face. And then she called us brats for tricking her. But it was very fun. And um, also they have this uh, comedy karaoke set up there so you can um, do famous, I guess, famous or well-known uh, comedian bits and you just follow along on the screen like you would with karaoke and so Kevin and I each did it and it's uh, very silly maybe we'll we'll throw up the audio or a little video clip or a picture <laughs> with the audio behind it as the case may be for <laughs> one of us <laughs> yeah I definitely was trying to record Tiffany with my phone and I definitely old manned it and did not hit record on it and then Oddly enough, I recorded Kevin's, stopped it, and then somehow started recording again. So I stuck my phone in my pocket and caught the entire audio of mine. So <laughs> it, it was a happy accident. It all worked out. Yeah. So we have Tiffany uh, on record doing a, a killer Rodney Dangerfield impression. Yeah. If you saw one of the pictures that we posted of us in our, uh, I don't know if I put it in the highlights or if it was just in the Instagram story, uh, we're holding microphones so that's what we're doing and uh definitely doing my best rodney dangerfield face it could also be sarah silverman i don't know <laughs> it's like a, a little bit of a side mouth yeah <laughs> i did uh, john mulaney and i butchered it terribly it was very hard to read because I, I wasn't really familiar with this particular bit and i'm not good at karaoke so trying to read the words and try to make sense of them for the first time was not good also, it's someone else's joke, so that's always weird. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just me talking about quicksand in a very unfunny way for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah, so it was fun though. If you're in the uh, Buffalo area, maybe uh, take a trip to not only Nature's Wonder, uh, Niagara Falls, but also take a little journey out to Jamestown. Check that out. See uh, the beautiful Lucy statue and the ugly Lucy statue and... Um, Take in the uh, marvels of the museums. Yeah, it's definitely worth the trip. I mean, if you're a fan of comedy, I uh, I would recommend checking that out. It's a good way to uh, spend the day. They don't give a shit if we promote this. It's just, it's a fun time. Yeah, we have no uh, financial interest in promoting this. It's just something cool that we like to do. Yeah. Man, yeah. much like this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and then also this weekend, another highlight was going to the drive-in. Yeah, that was a good time. It was our, uh, well, we don't go to the drive-in very often. Last time we went to the drive-in was uh, when Star Wars The Force Awakens came out, right? Yeah, because it was unseasonably warm in the Buffalo area. In December. We went on December 21st. <laughs> it was really cool. It was awesome. Yeah. And so we went back and we saw Aladdin and uh, Dumbo. Dumbo. Both very good. I enjoyed them. It was so fun. I did fall asleep a little bit during Dumbo, during the climactic final scenes. It's okay. I'm sorry. I was tired. It's a long time for me to be awake. Yeah. Two movies is a lot to watch Mm -hmm. in one sitting. And I was crashing from all the sugar I had, too. I had so many Skittles and Twizzlers that uh, I was crashing. Kevin had a pull and peel for the first time, and that blew his mind. (laughs) I thought, because it was dark, we were sitting outside in some camp chairs, and I thought I was just grabbing some regular Twizzlers that were all somehow had softened and were all stuck together. But it turns out there has been a Twizzler treat out there 
that for the last 30 years I had no idea existed. Yeah, pull and peels are where it's at. Yeah, it really is. So... Shout out to Twizzler. Shout out to Twizzler. <laughs> Great job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we had a good time at that. And uh, tomorrow we go back to work, and that's a bum bum. <sighs> but we're trying not to think about yes. that. So we're ending our days off with recording our podcasts, which we quite enjoy. And we hope you guys do, too. Yeah, so Fake Headlines Podcast, what this is, is we have uh, each gone online and found a strange article, strange headline, and we've come up with a couple strange headlines of our own mm-hmm. and we are going to present them to one another yes and we're going to try to guess which article is actually real uh-huh sound sound good that sounds great all right <laughs> yeah well let's get started i believe i'm reading my headlines first this week yes you are all right so here we go headline number one chefs reveal red flag they look out for at restaurants and questions they ask Chefs reveal red flag they look out for at restaurants and questions they ask. Okay. Headline number two. Three signs your cat hates you. (laughs) Three signs your cat hates you. And headline number three. Tape stuck in VCR reveals family secret. Tape stuck in VCR reveals family secret. Oh, man. Oh, boy. What could it be now? Stuck in a VCR now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so headline number one. uh, Chefs reveal things that they look for at a restaurant and... Questions they ask. Okay, red flags and questions. Yeah. So, like, when they go to eat? Yes. Oh, I see. So if a chef was going out to eat, what what do they look for to know that they are in a legit place and they're going to have a good experience? Probably uh, an open sign. <laughs> That's a, important. A menu. And someone who takes their order and delivers it. Right? Those are all great things. Okay. So a red flag that this is not a legitimate place would be someone's mom just coming out and be like hello dear welcome (laughs) to my home (laughs) you know maybe maybe there are moms out there who just feed random people that could be maybe you just wandered into an open door yeah perhaps yeah what do you think what do you think when it comes to like the food what do you think that there's anything they might look at and say oh this is a bad place or the decor or anything like that um i would say probably anything that's dusty Mm-hmm. I, I know for me, like if I've been in a restaurant before and I look around and like the, like the lamps are dusty or mm-hmm. like the lights above the table, that's off putting to me. And it makes me feel like it's not a place that's well maintained. So if their outward appearance in the dining room is kind of gross, then it's probably gross in the kitchen too. That's uh, yeah, I would say that's probably a good, uh, a good point. So maybe stuff like that. Maybe, um, Maybe the the types of specials that they have. Mm, okay. So maybe a, a chef being kind of a insider to what might be imported to certain restaurants mm-hmm. during a certain time of year, they would know what's fresh and what isn't. Oh, good point. You're right. Like maybe the uh, Chilean sea bass, if it's in October, 
then they would know that maybe it, it's definitely frozen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and gross. That's a good point. I think you're probably right. Have you ever, I can't think of any time I've been to a restaurant where I've saw something on the menu and thought, wow, how could that be possible right now? Red lobster. Red. That's true. That's oh, we, we we don't live by the ocean. We shouldn't be eating that. How did how long did it take for this to wind up here? Yeah. Like I know if I leave seafood out on the counter too long, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, it's just going to make its way back to the ocean at some point. Yeah. How do I know that this lobster made its trip from Maine under pristine circumstances? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> they didn't hop a train, <laughs> ride the rails to Western New York. <laughs> I thought there are a lot of lobsters out there who wish they rode the rails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the fate that is in store for them at Red Lobster is not good. Oh, goody, and boiled alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, just screaming with delight. <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. I believe this sauna is a little too warm for my liking. Um, hello. Uh, there's a l- too many people in here. <laughs> this... Hello. It is a hazard. Um, I what's wrong? Why are my claws? What's what's happening here? I I can't seem to open them. I can't seem to to uh, claw you. Uh, there doesn't seem to be Pinch. a lifeguard on That's duty. <laughs> no lifeguard. <laughs> this is very dangerous. <laughs> Everyone just seems to be ignoring me. Am I please? Why do you look so hungry? <laughs> Why do they look so hungry? <laughs> and then oh. you see your friend go by on a platter. Oh, God. Carl. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Oh, what a fate. So think about that the next time you see uh, uh, lobsters swimming around at the grocery store or at a restaurant. I, I do. You know what? That brings up a, a valid, interesting point. Like, I, I don't think enough about different types of food. Well, one thing I don't like chicken. Like, I like chicken salad, but I'm always afraid to order it when I'm out because I worry that it's not like, what if it wasn't properly refrigerated? What if it's old mayonnaise? Or old mayonnaise. Yes. Yeah. yeah there's things like that that could go horribly wrong. Uh-huh. Or like tuna fish. Yeah. I get nervous about in restaurants. Like you don't know what kind of film has been across that before it's put on your sandwich. Right. And they want to make, you know, stretch every penny, right, when you run a restaurant. So yeah. would you let something, use something maybe a couple extra days longer than maybe you would at home just to kind of keep it going right like uh you know if they have house-made croutons that's day-old bread or (laughs) several days old bread or bread that they just cut the mold off of oh you're right that's so true (laughs) season it up and then toss it on your salad oh no i'm not saying they all do that but it's likely right right these are things to can be concerned with and you know they don't they don't want to throw anything away it, it, very resourceful so you want to use every bit of everything and but also provide good quality things so maybe chefs knowing the ins and outs of the restaurant business would know whether or not a crouton for example was something that was house made or was imported from a grocery store right. <laughs> you know a specialty <laughs> import from <laughs> grocers <laughs> from grocerya yeah all the way grocerya <laughs> that's true that's a valid that's an interesting point too because you assuming like when you see certain things on the menu does it is it a red flag to a chef or someone who's in the restaurant business that 
a series of things took place beforehand to get to that. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Like, Oh, if they have croutons and Oh, yesterday they had, this was the special. And the day before that was this, uh-huh. if they knew all that, you could probably draw a, uh, a timeline of food about to get spoiled. <laughs> I wonder if it, if it's, um, you know, to your point, if it's really difficult for chefs to eat at restaurants knowing what happens sometimes yeah you're probably right so like uh, i know uh being in theater uh one thing that was always talked about in school was that if you study acting or theater it's really difficult for you to enjoy any sort of show without critiquing it in some small way like oh i can see where there's uh you know someone definitely dropped a line there or uh, someone missed a lighting cue or you know like something something really minute so it's hard for you to not just sit and enjoy the reality that is being presented before you and you're just constantly critiquing it so i wonder if it's similar for chefs probably is and they go into a restaurant and and rather than enjoying the reality that's in front of them of this delicious meal that's being prepared they're just critiquing it of like oh well i could definitely tell that this is not a house-made italian dressing this is something that they you know mixed with pre-made spices or something like that you know what i mean this is hidden valley ranch this is an artisanal ranch (laughs) this is hidden valley i know a hidden valley how dare they? Gross. <laughs> I love Hidden Valley Ranch. Me too. <laughs> Hashtag Hidden Val. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think you're 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 right with some of that. I I really do. Also, like uh, probably like the. I think that was a good point too about the lights, like being dirty. Because if it's dirty, if the lights dirty or there's dust on like the creamers or something on the table, mm-hmm. then you kind of wonder like, oh, what's what's the best buy date on these? Yeah, yeah. Or uh-huh. like if the bathroom's gross, don't you kind of think like, oh, what's it like back? I almost said, what's it like backstage? <laughs> <laughs> what's it like in the green room? <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you wonder if that uh, level of upkeep and commitment extends across the entire uh-huh. operation. Yeah. Or if that's allowed to be lacking, then what else is allowed to be sort of lacking? Uh-huh. Well, we're never eating out again. No. Think of the money we'll save, though. I know. We do like to cook. Oh. We're going to learn how to make everything. It's oh, fine. God. So gross. Uh-huh. Or even the people, too. I wonder, like, uh, I'm sure, like, if, like, someone, if, I don't know, the wait staff is a certain way, maybe they, you're like, ooh, I know, I know what that discontentful look in their eye means. <laughs> <laughs> do you, okay, talking about discontent and employees, uh, <laughs> Do you do you ever feel sort of off put by the fact that there is a n- need to have signs in the bathrooms that say employees must wash hands? <laughs> yeah. Like when you think that adults must wash hands is just as redundant, you know what yeah, I mean? Right, right. Like all individuals who wipe or put their hands anywhere near their business and or whatever stuff just came out of them needs to wash their hands. Yeah. I mean, no matter, even if you're working in an office or a restaurant, like <laughs> it that doesn't matter. Be, that sign should be up everywhere, really. <laughs> but it shouldn't be. Yeah. It's either got to be up everywhere or nowhere because we should. We should already know. It. Right. Like just use water, warm water or hot water, depending on your, your, uh, 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 tolerance and soap sing happy birthday a couple times <laughs> rinse it off dry 
That's it. That's all you got to do. That's like, how it, it works. <laughs> like I work in an office and, uh, and I'm sure you probably have seen this too. Like there's a lot of people that just rinse, just rinse their hands oh, after their hands so upsetting. have been on or near their nether regions. And then you wonder why there's a constant plague floating around. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's because we're constantly fighting off the bubonic plague. Right. It all comes from every day. Butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It all comes from someone's butt. That's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I think that was one of your quotes from a few podcasts ago. You mentioned something about all sickness comes from children's, from children touching. Their, did I say that? Their butts. Or I don't like remember. <laughs> Kids are gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Little incubators of germs. Adults are also gross. So. Yeah. Adults are probably worse because they should, they should know better, but they still just rinse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I see a lot of gentlemen. Grossies. <laughs> I see a lot of gentlemen exiting the stalls and just rinsing and then going on with their day. No. That's gross. I don't I don't care what you did in there. I would take a full shower at work if I had to use the bathroom. <laughs> if I could. <laughs> like I don't want any trace to be left behind um, anywhere on my body. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> like it would be my luck if I just decided to rinse my hands but there's like a little a little pellet somewhere on my pinky. <laughs> <laughs> that I missed. That's so gross. I know, but that's what I worry a about. Pellet. <laughs> well, it's a, what is happening? It's tiny. It's a tiny. Oh. It's a tiny amount. <laughs> oh, are you a rabbit? I would be, <laughs> I would be mortified. It's <laughs> gross. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I. That's these are i'm sure these are all very important questions that go through the minds of all the chefs yeah and they should go through all of our minds whenever we eat at a restaurant yeah think about how disgusting things are <laughs> every time god how old is this there's a reason why i don't eat chicken yeah you know what i mean right like it's <sighs> uh headline number two yeah let's move on to headline number two three signs your cat hates you uh well um, one, they tried to kill you in your sleep or is that just a cat i don't know i think that's just uh yeah that's just a cat being a cat well i guess it depends like is the cat like do you wake up in the middle of the night and the cat's got a little tiny pillow they're about to press over your face oh yeah that's i would say that's probably a big sign definitely a sign also falls under uh your significant other so i <laughs> it's a clear sign yeah something is awry this might be a, a dual list <laughs> um maybe your cat never wants to be around you maybe they just like you feed them and then they walk away. They don't want to give you any sort of affection in return. Yeah. They're just, maybe they're just always under the bed or something like that. Yeah. Or um, looking for an escape. I would say so. Yeah. Anytime the door is open, they make a beeline for it. Yeah. <laughs> they, or, Where do you have uh, that little backpack from? <laughs> or behind, uh, you know, one of their pictures, the pictures on the wall, you, you find that they've dug a, a hole into the wall uh, planning their escape <laughs> maybe on another wall you find like a tally of how many days they've been trapped <laughs> that might be a sign they hate you that's definitely a sign yeah. you feel like they're in prison <laughs> <laughs> what do you think are some signs that your cat loves you um she sleeps on my head yeah that's a definite sign she is constantly around me mm-hmm 
she meows at me and greets me at the door. Yeah, these are all things our cat does. Yeah. Or late, yeah, as soon as she sees us when we, when we come home, she runs over and kind of flaps down and exposes her belly, mm-hmm. which is a sign of trust. Yeah. Because I, I know I don't do that to just anybody myself. I know. I mean, it took me a couple weeks to warm up to you enough to do that. <laughs> yeah. And now I do it all the time. I know. Sorry when we're in public and I do that. I just can't <laughs> resist. Yeah, babe. I, I get that you trust me. You just, you know, the whole world doesn't need to know just how much well, you trust me. I just, I just love you. All the time. I love you. <laughs> uh, right now our cat is sitting between us because she can't bear to be in a different room without us. Yeah, I think that's so love. Right that's there. love. Um, so I guess, uh, again, I, I, your cat would be trying to find a way to escape or um murder you or shit in your things <laughs> that could be a sign that there's an illness that's yeah, not necessarily that could be, hate that could be something wrong with their bodies they're yeah they're insides they're inside parts. they're just like i need help i don't, I don't know, know how, how else to express it i don't know how to talk so i'm just gonna poop on the floor <laughs> please <laughs> what do you think uh yeah i think the the I think the lack of wanting any attention is a clear sign. Or when you go to pet the cat and they swat at you constantly. Well, our cat does that to us, but it's more like a play She thing. wants to play. Yeah. She wants to play all the time. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll, I'll pet her forehead a little bit and then she'll just start swatting at me. Kind of like, like she's trying to give me a high five, but I yeah. know it's not. Yeah. And um, But then so- I'll get like the laser out or a toy and then she starts working on attacking that. Or if you pet her and it's just... Uh- overstimulation that's her way of telling you to stop yeah 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 but a lot of times for for our cat it's a definitely a play a sign that she wants to play when she will start and uh, hands apparently are the are the most uh, attractive toy hands and iphone cords are like <laughs> irresistible to cats yeah yeah there's so many times where i'm on the phone and uh, she just tries to bite that cord Yep, she I tried don't know it. Why. She tried it earlier. I was talking to my mom. I had my earbuds in, and she came over and was just swatting yeah, at the cord. Every time, she just wants that cord. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's the color or what it is. I don't know, but she loves it. String. It's a, it's like a string, you know, yeah. like a, and that sort of toy. Yeah. Which they shouldn't have. It's terrible because it'll get stuck on their insides. Yeah, and cords they shouldn't bite because you know electricity. Oh yeah, that's a valid point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I okay. What else? Uh. Three signs your cat hates you. Okay, so number one, escape plan. Number mm-hmm. two, tries to murder you. Number three, <laughs> uh, uh, they just come right out and, and they're constantly leaving you like, you know, you're a piece of shit on the mirror. <laughs> uh, like they, they just leave like really hateful things around the uh, your home. Just like telling you how much they think you're disgusting. <laughs> it's like when you're in the shower and it the, the steams up. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> or just like just somehow the cat figures out how to use the mail. And so it just sends you hate mail. <laughs> You get one to of those. My like, owner love the cat, and then inside it says you you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those like confetti bombs that people were mailing to each other? Yeah, it's they send you like a litter bomb. <laughs> a litter bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's not even clean litter. It's the worst. Oh, gross! Gross. <laughs> it's the kind that doesn't clump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where did they find that? <laughs> 
I think most sign like I think any sign that a cat doesn't like you, you can easily overcome. You just need to sort of understand the what the behavior is. I think. Yeah. Like there's always like whatever a cat's doing, there is some kind of underlying psychological reason for it that because they can't communicate, we have to figure it out. Just like with men, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or any person who has trouble communicating, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't mean to genderify that. I'm sorry. That's true. I mean, you are calling back on personal history of that one time I left a poop on the floor in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tiny little pebble, Kevin. It was a. What and did you I say, should a be pellet? ashamed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know how to express myself. And <laughs> gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> Very primal. Gross. Mm, it is gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I think it's pretty easy to tell whether or not your cat hates you. Yeah, it's. it's uh, yeah, I think mm-hmm. you're right. Mm-hmm. I think most of the time they're just misunderstood. I think it's hard to apply uh, love and hate to a cat's uh, uh, relationship with a human. Yeah. I think it's more trust and distrust, really. Mm-hmm. But we kind of uh, personify it in, in love. But not, I don't know. I do I do feel like our cat loves us, though. But that just could be me personifying her or projecting onto her. No, I think she loves us. Yeah, I do too. I think she knows that we love her. And so she reflects that back. Don't you think? Yeah, I would say so. It's like I think an animal can tell how you're feeling. I think so too. She always seems to know when we're sad or you know could use yeah. a little extra attention. Yeah, like when I have migraines, she's usually right there with me all the time. Right, she will wrap herself around your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sweet. It is sweet. So let's discuss this family secret due to a a tape being stuck in a VCR. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What do you think that could be? Uh, secret wedding. Secret wedding. Oh man. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, like one of your mom was married before she met your dad, and she was watching that video. Right. There's a secret VHS tape of the ceremony that she watches every fall. Yeah. Oh. Because maybe that person disappeared. Maybe they're a missing persons case. Oh, man. And so that's how she remembers them. Or maybe the, what if you saw a tape of like... Uh, I just went immediately dark. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to go there too. Cool. What if you saw uh, evidence that you had a sibling that you never had known before? Yeah, that would be... That's a big family secret. Yeah. A secret family. Secret family. Yeah. Secret sibling. Yeah. Uh, what if someone that was thought to be missing was on this tape oh. and you could provide this to the police and be like hello i know that this person was known to be missing right and i want to help right yeah maybe somebody bought a uh, vcr from like a garage sale or something yeah that's perfect And there was a tape s- stuck in there when they got it to play right it answered some questions that had been lurking for many years yeah oh i like the idea that it was bought at a garage sale or something yeah yeah Yeah. and not just a kid stumbling upon the fact that they had a secret family somewhere that's sad that's super sad or what if it's uh not this bad what if it's just the family secret it's like a recipe or something it's just grandma going off on her uh her uh sweet potato pie recipe it's how duke from the bush's baked beans commercials was (laughs) able to distribute the secret family recipe 
<laughs> Finally. <laughs> he loved tinkering around with VCRs, that dumb dog. Yeah. God. Yeah. I figured out a way to distribute it and a way that the the guy won't find out <laughs> or even consider that dog that so darn dog yeah <laughs> <laughs> huh um yeah i'm gonna go with the garage sale a- idea i like that like it's a discovery by another family right and maybe they see that there was a a child that they never saw yeah outside the house yeah Ooh. oh like maybe like how our downstairs neighbors had a baby and we haven't seen it in a long time yes yes <laughs> that's true we're too afraid to ask like so what happened to your baby but yeah. that baby should be like four by now right and we've never seen it it's... not since its first birthday i know it's sad second birthday first birthday yeah first birthday because i gave him a little book yeah, well right that's right yeah and we never saw that baby again. Oh. We never heard it crying either. I hope everything's okay. I know. It's bad. It's bad. But it's they super bad. I don't know how to bring it up. So much time has gone by. But I want to know. Right. Let's just go down there now and ask. Yeah. Like, am I supposed to say I'm sorry? Or am I supposed to say congratulations that your baby grew up really fast and is now <laughs> I don't a know. lawyer? I don't know if that's how it works. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we do live near a lot of radiation. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. The, we do? No, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> Should I be concerned <laughs> no, about no, this? No, no, don't worry. Oh, Jesus. Third arm? <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> what an advantage. <laughs> uh Huh. Yeah, so let's well, so let's go let's create a a, a movie script. Here. All right, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So picture it. Picture it. Opening scene, this person, you know, it's like kind of dusk. A person's about to close down their garage sale and then, you know, zoom in on what we'll later find out is the protagonist. And then they're rifling through some old things. And then suddenly, you know, off in the, on the edge of, of, you know, kind of buried underneath a book, it, they find a, DC, a VCR and they're like, oh, what is this? And the person's like, well, you know, it's just an old VCR. I don't know if it works or not, but you can, you can have it for 25 cents. And the person's like, okay, I, I'll take it. I, you know, I know someone who might be able to use this and, um, you know, I love vintage technology. So the person takes it and they take it at home. And, uh, so they, they plug it in, in, the, in their living room uh, after days of, of forgetting about it and they're like, oh yeah, I bought this at the garage sale. So finally they plug it in and, you know, they figure out how to plug it in their TV and then, um, and then it automatically starts playing and they're just, uh, uh, completely, um, captivated by the, the movie that's playing before them. And it just, you know, it, it's just a home movie of, you know, a series of, of maybe this kid growing up from starting in the seventies. And then there's, suddenly there's a clip of the same kid in, in the eighties and then a little bit in the nineties. And then it just stops and you're like, who is this person? And then you do a little research and then you're like, Oh, it's a missing person. What if as you're watching the video, the person sees a younger version of themselves in the video? Exactly. And they're like, Oh yeah, I remember them. Or what if they don't remember? No, they do remember them. Oh, okay, okay. They do remember. Like, I remember that version of them. I had no idea. Yeah. Whatever happened to them? Yeah. So then they're set off on a mystery. 
What happened? Yeah. What happened to Kyle? That's the name of the movie. Coming this fall. Yeah. Whatever (laughs) happened to Kyle? (laughs) There's other tapes they discover. There's lots of plot twists and twisted tapes. The VCR ate the tape. Uh, The worst. That's why you got to use a VCR rewinder. Saves those head wear and tear. Be kind, rewind. Yeah, everybody knows. Everyone knows. <laughs> Man. That was a, a, I, I really had it all planned out. In you really head. did. You just good. like ran with it. It was really a thing of beauty to watch there. <laughs> <laughs> like I felt like I was watching it. I was like, what's going to happen next to Kyle? Do they find him? I don't know. <laughs> Tune in next week to the conclusion of whatever happened to Kyle. <laughs> Spoiler, he finds a laser disc player at the next garage sale. Boop boop boop. <laughs> that was a laser no, disc Kyle player. No, Kyle is the pl- missing person. I, I know. Oh, it's fine. Sorry. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we find out what happens to Kyle, and then in the next movie, Kyle, and then the the first person, uh, Lucille, she they go embark on a recipe, a recipe, <laughs> a recipe for fun, a recipe for fun and adventure this and, summer. Yeah, they come across this laser disc player, and then <laughs> off they go. <laughs> Making movies. It's just it's uh it's like a found footage movie, but with old technology. Yeah. yeah. It's a found footage movie within a found footage movie. Oh, so deep. So deep. Totally cool. <laughs> uh okay, Kevin. One of these is real. One of these stories is real. Two of them are silly jokes. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm going to go with the chef's one is the real one. You sure? Yeah, because I feel like that is plausible. Okay. Maybe? I right. don't know. Well, Tiffany, you are correct. Really? That is the real story this week. From the mirror.uk, chefs reveal red flags they look for at restaurants and questions they ask. Okay. Here we go. People who work for in restaurants notice things about their food, decor, and staff that most of us might miss. And there are are things that they like to check. Kitchen staff, chefs, and front of house staff know restaurants better than anyone. They spend hours each day preparing food and serving customers, so they are well aware of how things should be done. So when they're off and decide to treat themselves to a nice meal out, it's hardly surprising that they end up keeping an eye on the restaurant staff. Commenting on a Reddit feed, hundreds of experts have shared the red flags they always look out for when dining out. That's funny. They all have similar red flags. Yeah. There are also key questions they make sure they ask to see if they're going to get a good meal. So the first uh, part of this article talks about the decor and things they look for. Okay. Uh, this is a quote here. It says, carpet. Yeah, it's quieter and it doesn't get slick, but it's the one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. I saw them pull it up when they remodeled and put in more carpet. Oh, no. (laughs) Vacuuming only goes so far in a restaurant, and I know they never, ever shampoo it. Also, when the menus are super dirty and never clean, that means everything is super dirty and never cleaned. Gross. Fair point. Yeah. And then as for the food itself, uh, ask where your oysters come from. If they don't know, you don't want them. Oh, man. Look at us go. Yeah. And that works for most seafood. Uh, also, going back to the... 
<laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, if a restaurant has a one-page menu, that's usually a pretty good sign. It means their line cooks have become specialists, and they can usually nail all the dishes listed. Conversely, if a restaurant has a giant multi-page menu, that's a gi- that is a gigantic red flag. The longer the menu, the better the odds that you're paying to eat a boiled bag frozen meal. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And another person was quoted as saying, if a restaurant has a huge menu, it's all frozen. That makes sense. If you order a meal that should take a long time to cook and it comes out very quickly, it's been pre-cooked. Uh-huh. Uh, that applies mostly to quiet nights. If it's a, If it's quiet and it comes out immediately, it's just been sitting there. If it's busy, Ew. if it's busy, then there's enough turnover that it's likely all right, and the chefs are we're just being prepared. Good to know. And then, as far as the staff goes, the biggest thing to keep an eye on, though, in my opinion, is the staff. If they're pissed off, people get out of there as fast as you can. I've I've learned that myself. If everyone is kind of apathetic and not talking to each other, also get out. <laughs> If people seem genuinely good with being there, even if it's busy or if there's playful ragging going on, that's where you want to be. The better the staff gets along, the better everything runs in the place. Yeah. That's good to know because mm-hmm. sometimes I've been to restaurants and, and maybe I'm just overly nice, but I I feel like when you're in customer service, I just want to be that person who helps them get through the day in some way by just being kind. Mm-hmm. And, and not like a pain in the ass customer or anything like that. And sometimes I think it bites me in the ass because I have had so many restaurant mishaps uh, where, you know, food comes out late or it's forgotten or it's cold or there's a hair in it or it gives me food poisoning or, you know, it it's not really what I wanted or it's disgusting. Like there's always things that go wrong for me. So yeah. for me as a customer, even though I'm not a chef, I think these are really good things to know. Yeah, absolutely. That's a definitely a good sign. Uh, good things, good signs to look for and things to avoid. Yeah. But unfortunately, once you're in there and you see the stuff, can you gracefully exit somehow? Yeah. Just get a drink and leave. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. We've done that. Be- well, we've done that before with the menu when we didn't, when we saw that there wasn't really anything that was up our alley. Remember that one time we were in Niagara Falls? We went to somewhere yeah, to eat. Yeah, we went that place. Yeah, and there was like no vegetarian options. Yeah, and like everything just it just didn't seem. Eh. So we just ended up getting some nachos and a, and a couple of drinks. Yeah. And then we came back to New York and got something else to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also the nachos weren't that good either. No, they was, weren't. Which was, I think we were reading our instincts correctly. Like we just couldn't find anything we liked on the menu. The staff was kind of uh, yeah. non-existent. They were yeah. kind of not really attentive yeah it just seemed like a bad place and the nachos proved it yeah nachos will prove it not great if you can't nail nachos come on what are you doing in the restaurant what are you doing (laughs) okay kevin are you ready for my three headlines i am ready for your three headlines (laughs) i'm ready okay (laughs) Headline number one, a uh, man caught smuggling nearly 5,000 leeches in luggage. Oh, God. Man caught smuggling nearly 5,000 leeches in luggage. I thought you said man caught snuggling 5,000 oh, leeches. No, smuggling. <laughs> I love you, leechy. I love you, leeches. <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, what, are he- you, what are you doing in my luggage? <laughs> Headline number two. 
Woman fakes blindness during bodega robbery, allowing her to secretly alert the authorities. Wow. Woman fakes blindness during bodega robbery, allowing her to secretly alert the authorities. Crazy. Headline number three. Man sues (laughs) Ancestry.com for $150,000. For emotional damage and removal of family crest tattoo. Man sues Ancestry.com for $150,000 for emotional damage and removal of family crest tattoo. Yeah. Someone was not very happy with their DNA results. Oh, boy. And someone who was acting like that, I'm sure the rest of the family is not too pleased to be connected with them either well tiffany these all sound uh, truly bizarre <laughs> a man caught smuggling five thousand leeches in luggage yeah oh that's disgusting i just imagine them like with uh like not doing it well and having like a little fish tank with an opening at the top of it and just like leeches all like in water Ooh. like splashing around inside of a thing of luggage like, oh it's gross <laughs> <laughs> well, i think it's his carry-on oh god can you imagine sitting next to that person? He's like watching the bag quiver or something. We oh. see it moving around. Or you look over and like somehow one has gotten out of his face. And so oh. like you look over and you like do a double take and you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> sir, sir, you have, you have, a, you never mind. Is that a, is that a leech or no, it's just one of those uh, biscotti caracas that stuck to my face. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you have some salt? Oh, <laughs> did you ever have a leech stuck to your body as a kid? No, I never went anywhere where a leech would even be possible. Oh, outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My mom kept a leech free home. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I never went in a pond or anything gross. Never went to camp? No, I never did go to camp. No. I would have been too sad to be away from my mom and dad. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> wait to go to camp, but then it was just a terrible experience because people were mean. Oh, babe. <laughs> I'm always here to bring things down. <laughs> I wish I could go back in time and kick these kids around a little bit. <laughs> but then get out of there real quick so I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, I never. Did you have a leech stuck to you? Yeah, I had them on my foot before. You had them on your foot. So you had more than one? It happened more than once, yeah. It happened more than once. I'm just finding this out. <laughs> oh, no. There, Yeah, it's gross. Was it the pond, uh, the water by your, your dad's? Oh, no. no. Multiple it was, places? It was at camp. Oh, it was times. at camp. Yeah, because yeah, I think usually, uh, I mean, first of all, that's why I don't like my feet touching the ground whenever I go swimming anywhere. Because, oh. like, that's all I can think about. I can think about leeches and, like, snapping turtles biting my toes off. Oh, that's God. terrifying to me. Or, uh, you know, I don't want to swim in the ocean because I'm afraid of crabs. So <laughs> I just I just envision, like, a crab getting a hold of my tiny toe and just oh, not letting go. Like and it's so, on it. it's so upsetting. Not even gnawing, just, like, yeah, I know. I'm just pinching it right off. It's, it's just so upsetting to me. I can't. I can't. Oh, it's it's gross. And snapping turtles are horrendous. Um, but uh, leeches, yeah, they they they're usually around like rocky sort of bottom stuff, or like along um, maybe a, a a dock. Okay. 
So I remember specifically at camp, um, there was a dock and I wasn't a strong swimmer, so I stayed in the shallow part. But then like if you took the dock all the way to the end, you could swim where the buoys were in the deep end. Mm -hmm. And that's where all everyone was. It was just it was just me in the shallow end. Oh, so (laughs) I had fun. Uh, sad little fat kid <laughs> at camp. Covered in leeches. So, <laughs> Old leech foot over there. I remember, I remember like kind of waiting in the water just cause it's, you know, it was hot and, uh, and coming back out and there, it was stuck to my pinky toe. Oh no. And like the only, you can't just rip a leech off. No. No, it, you have to, there's like a special way you have to do it. And the only way that they ever did it at camp was they would pour salt on it. Really? Yeah, because the, it it's like a slug. They'll shrivel up. Okay. You know what I mean? Do they have salt right there by the water ready I, to go for well, this? Well, there was, there was salt in the cafeteria. Yeah. So that like, I remember coming out of the water and having to tell someone. Oh. Like, hey, this is here. Oh, gross. And it, so I had to wait for the salt to happen oh no and then it would fall off it's it's so gross it's It's the most disgusting thing but i mean aside from the gross part of leeches i I think they use them for like medicine reasons don't they i think they did at one time i don't know if that's really done anymore oh it's not i don't i don't know i'm not really sure yeah i yeah i remember that being like a a thing that they do i don't know why yeah but it, it's gross. I don't know either. It mm. seems like uh, archaic, like archaic science. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they do do it. I don't know. I have not looked this up. Why do you, Why do you think this guy had these in his luggage? Do you think he was going to like play a prank or oh, something? What kind of awful human being would play a prank like I that? I don't know. Someone who picks leeches as part of his prank. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe that maybe they are used for medical reasons. Uh, you know, maybe there's some kind of, uh, I almost said avant-garde. That's not the right word. Uh, <laughs> some kind of avant-garde doctor. <laughs> Dr. Bowie, your leech has arrived. <laughs> That's what everyone wants is an avant-garde doctor. <laughs> uh, Mr. Warhol, uh, Dr. Warhol, your leeches <laughs> are available for pickup at the red phone. Um, you know, like a... <laughs> <laughs> uh dr betsy johnson uh your leech handbags have arrived <laughs> perfect for your beach scene <laughs> uh talking heads your leeches have arrived for your new recording Ugh. um yeah so i i'm sure i'm sure there's people that still use them maybe it's not like a common mainstream practice any longer but maybe sort of sort of pseudo doctors or you know alternative medicine type therapies might use them for some reason and maybe they're hard to find in certain parts of the country oh that could be yeah i mean you know a lot of they'll go up to that camp you went to and then while everybody's sleeping they'll go in the water with a wetsuit on come out covered in leeches and then they have someone peel them off and put them into a baggie do you want to know the name of the camp that i went to camp leech Beaver camp. Uh, <laughs> beaver camp. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Camp beaver. It was like a Christian camp. Really? Mm-hmm. And the kids were jerks. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's real real, <laughs> real great. The counselors were too. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> my heart breaks for my wife's inner child. <laughs> Is this why you won't go camping with me? <laughs> I will gladly go camping with you. Is this and why I, I will know how to save you from leeches? <laughs> Is this why whenever Robin Leach would come on the TV, you would dive under the couch? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I take the salt with me. <laughs> you always carry salt with you. Yeah. You, you just never know. Yeah, you never know. It, it, it leeches, slugs. Or keeping uh, demons at yeah, bay. Throw you know what over I the mean? Shoulder. You throw over the shoulder, draw a circle around me, whatever I need. You know what I mean? <laughs> draw a circle. I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duh. And it keeps away any sort of paranormal leeches as well. Yeah. It's the magic of the salt. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. It's so sad. Uh, sorry to bring it all down. Yeah, no, it's uh, sad, but also funny. I'm sorry that we're laughing with you. It's good that I can laugh about it. No, it really is. It really is. You know what the hell with those kids? I hope they're. I hope those kids grew up and found themselves covered in leeches. <laughs> those beaches. Gross. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Remember. I don't understand why someone would be smuggling that many leeches. Do they make, do people keep them in like, uh, as pets? Yeah. Maybe it has to do with like, uh, uh, uh um, aquarium. I yeah. Think of the word. I'm sorry. Like maybe someone, maybe people keep them. Yeah. For some reason they have a, an aquarium of leeches. Oh, so gross. It sounds like something like Trent Reznor has in their house. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it has to do with, uh, 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 a science museum. No, that could be. Yeah. Like maybe they need to, maybe somebody's st- but what but would you smuggle them though if you if they were for a legit purpose I feel like smuggling implies that they're we're doing something they shouldn't be doing with them right or maybe they are it's just that there's certain regulations that are difficult maybe you have to get a special license or something like that to- like good CBD oil <laughs> right <laughs> CBD oil is like a little leech you put on your anxiety. Yeah. Sucks it right away. <laughs> Sucks it right away. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> I sprinkled a little bit of CBD oil on a leech and uh, well, two of them are, uh, two of us are writing a screenplay now. <laughs> uh, going all well. that anxiety is just melted away. Oh, You're both pain free, so that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm guessing my... My feeling is that this person was 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 smuggling them for some kind of like uh, doctor office type setup. Because uh, I don't think anything eats leeches. Like I don't think it's like a food that like uh, iguanas eat or something. You know what I mean? Like I can't imagine. You don't think it's a restaurant delicacy? Oh man! If you see leeches on the menu, people eat octopuses. That's a sign. Oh, you're right. I saw something on Twitter recently. Oh, the girl had her face sucked. Oh, no, I missed that. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> what? Oh, there was this girl who tried to eat a live octopus and it like it oh. suctioned itself to her skin and oh, it, like no. pulled some of it off. Oh. And just don't eat live things. No, that's Or an octopus. What's well, wrong with you? Oh god, what I saw was a live thing. It was I'm pulling at my shirt yeah. like it's helping. <laughs> it's, it makes me uncomfortable. Avert your eyes. Uh what I saw was like a plate with like three snails on it and like the 
the snails were like poking out of the shells and like they were all like moving around on the plate and i was like people were gonna eat them i get alive I that's kind of what it implied but i saw it and, and kind of just scrolled right away i didn't want to see it but i think that's what was happening i think it was like some kind of restaurant somewhere like a live snail eating situation which is so disgusting tiffany Tiffany, I I broke you with that. (laughs) 55 episodes in, I finally found something that just shut you down entirely. Your body just shut down there for a second. I can't. My jaw is in so much pain. It dropped so far. Okay, so headline number two. Are you ready? I'm ready. Woman fakes blindness. Yeah. Allowing her to secretly alert authorities of a bodega robbery. Yeah. Yeah. So. This criminal was so dumb. (laughs) How dumb was he? Uh, Yeah. So a lady happens to be in a bodega during a robbery. Mm -hmm. And obviously, uh, you know, there's more than one person in the bodega. So she thinks quick on her feet and mm-hmm. pretends to be blind so that she can get a good look at the guy oh. and help take him down. Gotcha. I was wondering how that worked. Like I was wondering how they were going to, was the person like, don't look at me. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, it doesn't matter. They're I always like him. that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's smart. That's also, that's also very terrifying because what if they were able to discover that you could see? Right. And then it'd be like uh, game over for you. Yeah. They'd be so mad. Yeah. I think it's best just to comply with criminals when they ask you to do something. That's my. <laughs> That's what they tell you to do. Yeah, they do. They, uh, I, yeah, because I can't imagine, like, I'm, I'm, I'm no hero. I would be terrible. I would probably make the situation worse. Uh-huh. But, um. yeah, I would be, I mean, that's very awesome and brave of this person to think that quickly on their feet to be brave enough to do this and to not do anything to kind of tip their hand that they really were able to see what was going on too. Right. That's a, that's a, that's a very, that requires a very quick thinking, nimble brained person. And I am not that person. <laughs> a very level headed person who won't panic. No, <laughs> I would not. <laughs> I would be a nervous Nelly and make everything worse. And, everyone, and just by shitting your pants. I would, <laughs> I would I would be so bad in a high pressure situation like that, that the other like hostages or other onlookers would get mad and turn on me. They, I would be so upset. <laughs> just shoot him already. Right? Like, He's the worst. Take this guy out. <laughs> Anybody have leeches? Throw him at this guy. <laughs> Fuck him. He's sweating enough for all of us. <laughs> What did he eat? He smells so bad. Sorry, guys. I had garlic and it's seeping through my pores. <laughs> I got garlic sweats. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's so gross. <laughs> maybe maybe this woman was like number one in her improv troupe. And she was like, I'm going to hone my skills. She just yes anded her way all the she way did. to the justice system. <laughs> she did. She was like, I'm going to. Yes, and this motherfucker. <laughs> I wonder if they were like, I can't see, but can I feel your face? I just want to feel a connection with somebody. <laughs> He's like, uh, sure, lady, hurry up, though. I'm kind of in the middle of something. <laughs> the robber was played by Rodney Dangerfield in my little <laughs> remix. <reunion. laughs> 
<laughs> and then like it, you hear the bodega music and it's like wanna hold you in my arms forever <laughs> just like a, a little romance there yeah. <laughs> meanwhile she's like secretly texting like he is distracted right now sent <laughs> somehow she's t9ing it i don't know she's can good. you do that on a touch phone <laughs> maybe she a had a touch phone that's what i just called it <laughs> touch phone <laughs> a touch tone phone <laughs> <laughs> i promise i'm not an alien if you're calling from a rotary phone please hold <laughs> a touch tone that's what they used to call it right a touch tone phone <clears throat> <laughs> please hold for the party line <laughs> <laughs> i think my mom still has a rotary phone in her house that she uses? Mm. No, she doesn't use a rotary phone. Pretty sure there's a rotary phone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that my dad has one. Yeah. I remember, well, I knew, I know how to use a rotary phone because my dad had one in, at least up until the mid 90s. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We probably had them in our house until like the mid 90s too, growing up. Yeah. Because that was kind of a big, uh, like the cordless phone. Obviously, everybody got cordless phones after a while. But, uh, yeah, I had definitely had a rotary phone mm-hmm. for most of my life. Yeah. I'm old. We're old. We're not that old. I don't want to use we. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry that I dragged you into this. <laughs> you just threw a leech at me with your eyes <laughs> when I said that. <laughs> I, I get, oh, jeez. I get it. I'm sucking point. back my youth, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we just, we're, we're from a generation where we, we kind of uh, are straddling two worlds of technology. You know what I mean? Like yeah. We're, we were there for the great transition from the rotary phone to the touchtone phone to the cordless phone <laughs> to the cell phone to the internet phone <laughs> the bluetooth phone and now we don't even use phones anymore no we just telepathically communicate mhm <laughs> surprise guys you guys are listening through the future <laughs> like and subscribe with your mind <laughs> thanks <laughs> And thanks again for that five-star review. (laughs) (laughs) Power of suggestion. (laughs) Would you, do you think you would ever, I mean, you, to me, you're probably the bravest person I know. And also at the same time as being the most like thoughtful person I've ever met. So I could imagine you in a... (laughs) It's true. Thanks. I could imagine you stepping up and doing something heroic if if you felt so compelled to do so and yeah. be successful at it. I, I would uh, most definitely be most likely to open the the nearest jar of marbles and dump them out so the bad guy just <laughs> falls down. <laughs> I don't know where the tar would come from, but it would be there somewhere and it would just... <laughs> Dumped down, covered in feathers. I'm just repeating what I saw in Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. You somehow have these cardboard cutouts of people. Like, you're very prepared. <laughs> that camp taught you well. <laughs> Thanks, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> but yeah, I could see you being, I could see you doing that more so than me. Like, if, if the two of us were in a situation, you would be the one to rescue us. You would be the one to get us out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I would immediately I, have Stockholm syndrome. And, <laughs> 
I think I'm gonna Tiffany. I think I'm gonna hang out with this guy. I don't know what it is. You seem nice. We're friends now. It's fine. I'm gonna start a life of crime now. <laughs> <laughs> I really think they like me. I think we're got a thing. We got a good friendship happening here. <laughs> <laughs> You've been kidnapped for five minutes, Kevin. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. I think I uh, I I handle stressful situations well but i don't i don't know if i would go to that extreme of i don't know i've never hopefully i will never be in that sort of strange yeah, sure. uh dangerous situation but um i uh yeah i don't know i'm the kind of person who has to pee immediately in a game of hide and seek so i don't how good am i gonna be <laughs> that's true you know <laughs> that's why i didn't have friends you're compli- you're compli- you're a complicated person but you could do it. <laughs> Thank you. you do it. But wait, that's awesome. That's a great. Uh, that's a great story. I'm glad that they were. So they were. They were able to kind of come up with like a police sketch of the person. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. To be able to to help uh, uh, bring him down. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. I would pretend. I'd be like, I'm blind, and then they would like, and then I would. Immediately be like, oh, did you look at that? And, oh, I mean, what? And I would immediately blow it, like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, the, I could see shapes. I could see. I could see shadows and shapes. Yeah. I I can't see how beautiful blue your eyes are. <laughs> the the robber would be like, you're clearly reading. I can. I'm reading your lips. Read the Inquirer headline. Like you're reading that. <laughs> and then the butt of the gun would like knock me out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, headline number three, man sues Ancestry.com for 150K for emotional damage and removal of family crest tattoo. Yeah, what a D-bag, right? Wow. So the family crest tattoo, so most families have like some kind of symbol, right? That kind of... Yeah. So he's suing them because they were using that or... He's suing them because he got a family crest tattoo... And it was wrong. Oh, gotcha. Oh, I see. I thought maybe he had come up with this crest and he, they had taken it. Mm-mm. I was looking at it from the side of the intellectual property owner perspective. Completely wrong. Yeah. Again, it's I'm not right. good. I'm not good in, under pressure. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that would suck if you get the tattoo of a family crest and you find out that it's wrong. Yeah, because he was relying on the research uh, that had been completed on Ancestry.com, and then it wasn't right. Oh, that's terrible. It's like getting like someone's name tattooed on you, then you break up. Yeah, there's no covering that up. You can't. Oh, like what do you turn the family crest into? Mistake. (laughs) You just have it turned into the Ghostbuster symbol. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just a, a giant black ball of... (laughs) <laughs> it's like family. a family it's just like a cannonball with like the or a bowling ball like with the finger holes in it yeah <laughs> or it's like a cannonball with like the fuse sparkling on it uh what what is your family crest there oh it's a it's a black hole we're constantly collapsing in on each other <laughs> <laughs> there's no stability <laughs> we take everyone down all bodies get sucked in and then are shredded by cosmic radiation and then spit out into a void that no one's ever seen or heard from again. Uh, cool. I'm going to go this way. 
<laughs> I mean, metaphorically speaking, of course, <laughs> but also this food legit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, excited because this past uh, weekend I submitted my ancestry DNA kit. You spit into a tube. I, I hope I did it enough. I don't know if I spit enough in there. I'm sure it's fine. I hope so. I think they probably ask you to have that much just in case something gets messed up, but you, yeah. you should be all right. You probably only need a tiny dribble, but they want to make sure that <laughs> they... <laughs> all you need is a Spit little... Spit is so gross to me. It's I know. just so upsetting and it gross. Is... And I did it myself, and it was still gross to me. <laughs> like, why can't they? Why can't it just be a thing where they take a swab and they mail in a swab, like on Law & Order, when they get a DNA sample? They, I, yeah, I don't know. You know, they want to make sure they distribute it to all crime labs. <laughs> yeah, that's why they want the vial filled up. Oh my God, you're right. They're partnering with so many different things. <laughs> like, hey, look, little, it's good. It worked. Here's a drop for you. Here's a drop for you. Here's a drop for you. <laughs> I'm never gonna get away with anything. No. Oh. You know what? The way I see it, the FBI already has my fingerprints for you know when I uh, did a. Um, an AmeriCorps project. Oh, right. And it, so yeah. I had to have like a complete background check. Yep. So they already have my fingerprints. I don't really care if the government has my saliva and DNA at this point. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They know everything about us anyway. Yeah. They don't need my, like they could look at all my social media and create a profile and know exactly and find me in like 10 seconds probably. They, they know what you look like, what your friends look like, what your parents probably look like. Where I frequent. Where you frequent, where you've checked in. Yeah. Uh, your interest, your favorite movie, all the things that we mindlessly wow. liked at the beginning of Facebook. I know. These people used to talk about like how the you know the FBI has files on everybody and all that kind of stuff. Like we've created our own files <laughs> with social media. Mark Zuckerberg did it for them. He is genius for this, for them, not for us, but I mean for the the side that wants to collect data. Yeah. But yeah, holy absolutely. shit. Talk about a black hole. Lee. Fun. Um, yeah, so I, we, uh, we did that. My mom, we got my mom a DNA kit last year too, and she completed hers this weekend as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to figure out, um, I mean, we kind of know, I mean, most people going into it kind of know a little bit about their family history, but it's good to kind of get a little bit of, uh, professional detail i guess yeah and you know in trying to do some of your family research it's it's tough because it's not in english so maybe this will help us find a few more uh pathways to to completing your family tree right because uh if i get this if i'm <laughs> so if i let me get this straight when this thing comes back, like it will then kind of match me to, because I think I had to select something when I signed up saying that I would like to see people I'm connected with. Yeah. So I'll be able to say, see distant relatives and then that'll help kind of mm -hmm. create the picture here from where I come from. Yeah. Yeah. So I, when where I look at I my go? profile, I can see like second, third possible matches, cousins. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, recently there was someone who re reached out to me and uh, and was like, hey, I think I'm related to you. And uh, yeah, we are related. That's awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, you, so you'll be able to do that too. And, and uh, you might find out some things you didn't know before. And that's fun too. Yeah, I'm very excited to, to see this. I mean, I, like I said, I kind of know, but um, I guess you don't always know. I mean, no. You know, like for yourself, you probably, I think uh, you found out that you were maybe a little bit more uh, English 
Yeah. That maybe you had been uh, led to believe. Yeah. From family uh, stories and whatnot. Absolutely. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, provided that this stuff is all accurate. I mean, we don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. how what the how this works. Well, we'll it, take it at face value, though. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Even without the DNA, I was able to trace back a lot of stuff to finding out that I was a bit more English than I expected. And my, my dad was like, no, we're not. And I was like, no, we really are. Yeah. Here's the proof. <laughs> <laughs> you have the documents, Dad. Yeah. Um, That's cool, though. That's really fascinating stuff. Yeah. Except for when you find out that it it maybe it's wrong. Maybe there was a mishap with this guy's DNA. Well, that's true too. Yeah, I'm, there's also uh, they've there's been talk uh, in the last couple of years of uh, major crimes that have been sort of uh, solved, like the the Golden State Killer was uh, discovered because of a relative submitting a DNA kit to yeah. one of these services. Yeah, and they were able to kind of corroborate and you know figure out. I love technology and DNA solving crimes. It's the best thing. Yeah, it really it's is so cool. Great. It really is cool. And there is a uh, uh, a story in my family where a uncle, would it be my uncle? My grandfather's brother? Yeah, so it would be your great uncle. My yeah. great uncle perhaps committed a, uh, a heinous crime. Yeah, uh, but not here not in their here, homeland. Not here. Uh, I mean, not that I'm, I mean, it's still terrible, but yeah, <laughs> but, uh, not here, not here, you not guys, here. Whoa, not, whoa, here. Whoa, not here, not here. Don't, not what, here. I don't know where you're going with these accusations, but nobody really knows anything about it. Like nobody in the family know, uh, knows any details. It's just uh, some rumors that were uh, floating around decades ago. Maybe we'll be able to uncover that. Yeah. Hopeful. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out the killer was inside the DNA the whole time. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Tune in next week to the thrilling conclusion of Where the Hell is Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a new service. You submit tapes you found stuck in a VCR and they yeah. will f- compile your life for you. <laughs> <laughs> they send you a blank DVR uh, or DVD. I don't know. Anywho, so Tiffany, you're trying to tell me that one of these stories is a real article from the World Wide Web that you had the pleasure of coming across in the past week. That is correct. And I have to try to guess which one is real. And it's difficult because they all sound crazy yet plausible, <laughs> which is the whole point of this. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the leeches guy. The guy smuggling 5,000 leeches. The leeches guy? Yeah. You think that one's the real one? Yeah, I'm going to go with it. Well, Kevin, uh, you would be correct. Really? Yeah. Wow. Look at us go this wow. week. Oh, all righty. Man caught smuggling 5,000 leeches. Yep. Ugh. Super gross. Why? Uh, this is from CBC News. <laughs> uh, man caught smuggling nearly 5,000 leeches in luggage. Ugh. Live medicine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. I wonder if he had one of those clear bags. <laughs> it was obvious what was in there. <laughs> like a grocery bag? You know what I mean? Like those clear like bags you sometimes see people traveling with. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine that? <laughs> imagine being the person sitting next to him. It's still really upsetting. Those aren't leeches. Those are uh, some fake mustaches. I'm a fake mustache salesman. <laughs> Uh, really then put one on all right (laughs) what have i done how does it look (laughs) you need two to even it out (laughs) how about sideburns (laughs) oh god 
<laughs> now give yourself some chest hair. And it turns out it's the air marshal the whole time. They're causing, <laughs> causing the person the to pass marshal. out. <laughs> All that blood drained from your body. You passed out. We arrested you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the fool now? Uh, okay. So alive medicinal leeches found in cloth bags on a flight from Russia. Cloth bags. Ugh. Oh, it gets better. Uh, Annette. <laughs> Annette. A Niagara Falls, Ontario man oh, no. has been fined $15,000 after he was caught flying into Canada with a suitcase full of leeches. Oh. Uh, excuse me for my pronunciation of this name. Ippolit Bodanov tried to smuggle 4,788 live medicinal leeches in his carry-on luggage, oh. according to an environment and climate change Canada. Oh, uh, he just flown from Russia to Toronto's Pearson's International Airport. Budinov carried the leeches in a large reusable grocery bag. Oh, come on, dude. Within that bag were 10 smaller dampened cloth bags. Oh, so gross. A dog working with border agents smelled the leeches. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, this is our first large-scale illegal leech import, Brunette said, of the ECCC, <laughs> Wildlife Enforcement. Oh. He said, though the ministry sees a lot of illegally imported reptiles, turtles, and tortoises, and snakes, uh, this is our first large-scale illegal leech import. Surprisingly, all the leeches survived. <laughs> oh. About 240 of them were sent to the American Museum of Natural History in New York, where DNA sequencing of their stomach contents revealed they were caught in the wild. Oh, God. People have been harvesting medicinal pur- uh, harvesting the breed for medicinal purposes since medieval times. Really? New age medicine practitioners use them for everything for lessening arthritis pain to preventing baldness what it just sucks the hair out of your head I, <laughs> <laughs> um although there's no scientific proof that this works oh my god the only proven use of leeches in medicine is to stimulate blood flow and, uh in reattachment of fingers and toes really in some cases they also deter strokes Wow. Medicinal leeches sell for between $8 and $10 per leech. Holy cow. Not only are they threatened and unregulated, but they're also an invasive species, too. Some leech populations exclusive to Europe have been found in Alberta because people drop them in local lakes when they're done with them. Ugh. Budinov pleaded guilty on May 24th to violating the Wild Animal and Plant Protection and Regulation International of Interprovisional Trade Act. Wow. Good God, they couldn't find a shorter name for that act. <laughs> he was fined and also banned for a year from importing, exporting, and possessing any animals regulated through the Convention of International Trade and Endangered Species of Wild Fauna and Flora. Wow. Uh, These are some major institutions yeah. and names. <laughs> Canada does not tolerate the exploitation of threatened species for profit. Wow. Yep. That's insane. Also very close to us. Yeah, I love that he just showed up at the airport or just flew with them in a in like a grocery bag. Also, the fact that someone had to sit there and count all of them. It was a very specific yeah, that's number. Yeah, so gross. There was 4,788. Yeah, what if you lose count? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
Hopefully no one had sushi and that there's like soy sauce around, you know what I mean? <laughs> Ooh. Oh god. Oh, they're so it's gross. So gross. They're it's big. super gross. They're yeah. They're big, aren't they? Yeah. They're not like little like band-aid size things. They're no. like They're big. 5,000 of them in a, in cloth bags. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So the guy flew from Russia. Yeah. To he definitely had a Russian name, but he was he must live in Ontario, Canada. But he got to he got to Toronto with them. Yeah. So wherever he was coming from, they didn't detect five thousand leeches or care. No, but when Good they God. when they got here, a, a dog was able to detect them and smelled them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that awful? So gross. But great <laughs> great job, other airport, just to let that happen. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's gross. Good God. Ah, great job, Kev. Yeah, that was fun. Good job, Tiff. Thanks. That was a lot of fun. Uh, hey, guys, the fun doesn't have to stop here. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. At Fake Headlines Podcast. And you can check us out on Twitter at... Fake Head Pod. And also on Pinterest. At Fake Headlines Podcast. Yeah. I'm still working on that, you guys. I'm really bad about <laughs> Get it. Off and back. I'm really sorry. We had a few days off and we had but to relax. But maybe if some okay? people follow me, maybe I'll uh, uh, get a little bit more going there. Cracking. <laughs> Crack a lacking. Yeah. And uh, we also have some photos up on our Instagram page of our trip to the uh, National Comedy Center in the highlight section. Yeah. If you go right to highlights, you'll be able to see some of the stuff that we had in our Instagram story. So. Yeah. Enjoy those. And maybe we'll post a few more things. I don't know. And you can also check us out at fakeheadlinespodcast.com if you want to. There's an archive there of our shows as well. Uh-huh. Uh, in addition to all the other various places we're available, you know, iTunes, Apple, iPod, Apple, beep, 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 all those places. <laughs> uh, newly on iHeartRadio and Himalaya app. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Our, our, the, that's right. iHeartRadio. Yeah, it's great. That's such a big deal. Yeah, check us out over there and uh, tell pod- your friends. Tell your friends. Podcoin. You can listen to podcasts and earn money by listening. So check that out as well. We're yeah. on there. Or if you want to leave us a tip on Himalaya, that's cool too. But yeah. more importantly, what would be really near and dear to our hearts is if you could go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave us a wonderful review. Uh, it really helps us get out there, helps us boost our, uh, uh, visibility and, um, we want to keep doing this. So, yeah. yeah. And it's very important on Apple podcasts. If that's the method you're listening, just hit the five stars on there because, uh, there are 800,000 podcasts in the world and the more people hit the five stars on there, the more likely we will pop up as a suggestion for other people and it's just a good way for us to keep uh spreading the word so and uh, we appreciate your spreading of the word on social media as well so we thank you guys for that as well thank you friends yeah yeah and uh, we'll see you next week <laughs>